Welcome to episode four of Have an Opinion. Very excited to be back once again. Nick here, Kyle joining me very soon. Today, what are we talking about? What's on the menu? What is the best Steven Spielberg movie we're going to talk about for our sports segment? If we would play or not during this COVID-19 pandemic, what restrictions there would need to be for us to play if we were professional athletes and both, you know, not 5'9 and 5'10 guys with I don't want to discredit Kyle because he can't talk yet because I didn't introduce him, but not much muscle. Um, And we listened to the album 10 by Pearl Jam. We're going to give our thoughts on it. And was it their best album, their first album? Was their best album the first album, which would be 10? All of that and some exciting side conversation, I'm sure, to come up next on Have an Opinion. But first, here's some words from myself about the Anchor app. Fan Opinion is back. Thank you to those nice people from Anchor for sponsoring the show. Once again, Nick and Kyle back. Kyle, it's been, been a time. Yeah, it's been a minute. It has, literal. A literal it, minute. It has been a literal minute. If you listened to episode three, you'll know that we recorded episodes three and now four in the same day. Back to back, uh, baby. Kyle's lucky I look good today. Just kidding. Um, I did my hair for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's been a time. It's been a fun time. Uh, so once again, Kyle, what, what have you been up to? What, tell me something you didn't tell me an hour and a half ago. You know, I got a real good... Uh, actually, I got a horrible night's sleep last night. Oh. I, I just, fall asleep at like 3.30 and then I so woke up at like 7. to tell his opinions. <laughs> I was. I listened to Pearl Jam late. I did it. I like to do it the night before, so I'm fresh on yeah. it. Yeah, I'm excited about talking that one. I listened to it while I got ready this morning. Oh, so but you're I a have fresh-er. heard it before. Oh, I've never heard it. See, we, it was getting to the points where we wanted to listen to an album by like a known man that we hadn't listened to before, and I've listened to it before, but it was like 11 o'clock, and I was oh. like, you know what? We're just gonna settle on one. It's not that fresh going. in my head. But yeah, so talking about Steven Spielberg, his movies today. Uh, talk about the pandemic. And if we'd play sports, and then 10 by Pearl James going to close it out, as we touched on earlier. But uh, speaking of the pandemic, man, getting bored. Yeah. Just turned the calendars over to July, and I'm like, I I can't wait to go to school, even with all the restrictions and stuff that are going to be in place, just yeah. to see people and have things to do. Are you guys face-to-face? Yeah, we're doing, as of oh. right now, we're going to be there. I got an email. Mine's going to be on Zoom, but going in for the clinic is going to be uh, face-to-face. So you're going to have to be down there anyway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to be in Philly, but I'll be in my apartment it's most gonna, of the time. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. I really wish I had an apartment now, the more I think of it, just like down there. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know where I'm going to end up because I'm going to get a hopefully get a job in, you know, the media world, and that might take me places where I didn't plan on moving True. to. yeah. So I didn't want to get, like, a two-year lease and then out of college find out I need to move to, like, get... Buffalo yeah. and I have an apartment in Pittsburgh. So that's that. That's our lives. You're slowly putting down pieces together for who we are, and you're going to find us and track us down, crazy listener <laughs> that we don't know about. He's got the FBI board up. Hidden in the shadows. Kyle, Kyle will be in Philly. He's got the... to be a... Oh, my God. Like Sasquatch picture of me walking down the street. <laughs> but there's more to that joke that you folks don't know. Um, yeah, so episode four of Have an Opinion. Thanks for all the support. I don't know if we said that in uh, episode three, but uh, a lot of our friends have said that this is a really fun thing to listen to. 
And hopefully, if you're not one of our friends and you're casually following along, you've enjoyed listening and obviously love to hear your opinions. So give us a follow at HAO Podcast on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Once again, everyone has opinions. If you can give it some substance, make it, you know, to where maybe people can see it. Just respect everyone's opinion. Oh, yeah. We'd love to hear it. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. So speaking of seeing where it goes, Kyle once again came up with the movie and TV topic. He'll have a lot more to say than I will in this segment. So if you like my voice, I'm sorry. You're going to have to wait until probably about the 25, 30-minute marker because uh, I'm not going to be able to contribute a whole lot. I'll be able to have some thoughts, but Kyle's going to dominate. He's get, His ears are perking up like a they dog could, when the owner says, walk. They could just skip right ahead to 25. <laughs> they just cut right to sports every time. They already do that. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so, Kyle, why don't you introduce this topic about our buddy Steven? Steven Spielberg. Probably one of the... I'd say top five best directors still alive, at least, if not all time. Right. Um, I just want to talk about what his best movie was. It's Jaws. one Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> well, so the way I look at it is he's got his historical epics like Schindler's List, um, Lincoln. I forgot he did Lincoln. I just saw that yesterday. Yeah, I didn't know he did Lincoln either. Yeah, I need to watch the movie. I love Lincoln. Um, and what's... Oh, um, Band of Brothers. Not Band of Brothers. Oh, boy. Saving, Saving Private, Private Ryan. Ryan. Jesus, for being the movie guy, I'm already slipping. Uh, but then he's also got his blockbuster hits. So he's got Jaws, Jurassic Park. He directed Jar- Jurassic Park 2. That's not in the question of best. You know, it's not even close. <laughs> we're not, not even the best do, Jurassic Park. We're not going to touch on that anymore. Yeah. And then uh, E.T. A lot of people like E.T. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Don't yeah, know I haven't either. a ton about it. I, I think it's a big nostalgia movie for everybody. I saw E.T. when I was like probably eight or nine. Yeah. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing i've ever it's, seen in my entire existence yeah and then he's also got close encounters of the third kind which is um about space i believe about obviously close encounters of the the alien variety i believe i haven't seen that one it's older it's it was before i believe et and Jurassic park and jaws not before jaws excuse me um but yeah so there's really two ways to look at it it's like do you go with his summer blockbuster which like jaws was kind of the first and it you know paved the way for a lot more, or do you go with his historical epics? Because like, how do you compare yeah. Schindler's List to Jaws? Like his best movie, I would say I haven't seen Schindler's List, but I would imagine it's that or Saving Private Ryan. I like Saving Private Ryan. Technically, those movies are great. I mean, Saving Private Ryan, the opening D-Day scene. I'm sure at some point we'll talk about like opening scenes of movies that's got to be one of the best ones i mean that technically it's not the very opening because it's yeah. the graveyard or the cemetery and then but you know what i'm saying that yeah. that scene is i can't remember powerful. much of saving private ryan off the top of my head but it's um it's like d-day starts. no yeah I, I i know i know the premise I'm oh but saying, like later I'm, the in the specifics movie. i'm not gonna know but i love it yeah, it's, I, it's I love war movies in general. Yeah. So that movie was obviously going to be a big hit for me. It's probably top three war movie, if I had to guess. What would you put on there then? Full Metal Jacket, yeah, Shaving Ryan, Ryan's Privates, and. Uh, <laughs> That's number one. Um, I used to really like The Patriot by Mel Gibson until I learned that oh, it was yeah. Braveheart, but just in the Revolutionary That's War. That's what I've heard. I haven't seen that it, one. None of it's accurate in terms oh. of things. It's like a. It's a nationalism piece of America. Okay. Essentially, there's this dude, Mel Gibson. Yeah. So, Braveheart. And uh, he's like, in, it's obviously like a revolutionary war themed, and he does, I think he fought 
I can't remember what war he fought in beforehand. French Indian or something? Yeah, I can't that would have been before. He'd fought in a war beforehand and whatever, and he he runs around with his little hatchet and <laughs> gun and... Yeah, it's it's a That's movie. About it. It's a movie. All right. The British look really stupid and really mean. Oh yeah, the classic. Like they just you know. they're looking for Bell Gibson, and he does eventually join the revolution in the America side. Oh. And they're like looking for him, and they put everyone in the the church. The yeah. British do, and they're like, "Oh, where is he?" Blah 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 blah. And some guy, they're like, uh, "We'll burn it down if you don't tell us." And some guy steps forward and tells him, and they go, "Okay." And then they shove the guy back, and they close the church and set it on fire, oh and everyone burns to death. Jesus. <laughs> and it's like, there's like, I think there's no proof that that actually happened. Oh, like, there's no just... proof the British ever did that. I mean, that's that's a lot worse than anything they had done. You know, maybe not prior, but at least in that war, I think that's pretty so, gruesome. So yeah, so that's that's a movie. Uh, but no, I'd say Full Metal Jacket, Saving Private Ryan's probably number three. I love Hamburger Hill. Yeah, there's a lot you could throw. A platoon, or I mean, Deer Hunter. Deer, Deer Hunter. Hunter. I meant sorry. Platoon. Um, platoon. Apocalypse Now. Two Tech- and a half men ruined Platoon for me. Yeah. You're seeing it's Charlie, tough. all of Charlie Sheen's younger stuff when it's, he's like serious is yeah. just so weird in two and a half men seeing him in bowling shirts with all these women yeah it is. i'm like that guy was in vietnam yeah it's a tough sell now to go back another uh the sheen family martin sheen in gettysburg is robert e lee is fantastic oh, in, i didn't know he's in gettysburg i know he's in apocalypse now is the main dude yeah that's funny gettysburg if you've never seen it is a fantastic movie it's, it's really long because it was supposed to be like a multi-part thing okay but like there's a scene, and I would like to publicly state, again, what we said we were going to go off topic and talk about stuff. Here we go. <laughs> I would like to publicly state, especially in this social climate right now, I do not sympathize with the Confederacy, and I did not support, you know, any of their ideologies. Like, But there's a scene in that movie, and it's after Pickett's charge, Okay. And they're all rallying, like, all the Southern army is, like, rallying back up. Okay. And, like, Lee was... Now, let me try to think. Longstreet, General Longstreet, yeah, yeah, yeah. was really, like, against Pickett's charge. Like, we're going to get destroyed out there. And Lee and Pickett were like, no, like, it's going to work. Okay. And so, like, Martin Sheen plays Lee. Oh. And, I've never seen it, so yeah, this is all new to yeah. me. Okay. Martin Sheen plays Lee. And he's, like, looking, like, really distraught, like, on the verge of tears, like, seeing his army like this. And, mm-hmm. like, there's dudes riding up to him, like, we can hit him again, General, like, come on. And there's, like, the score's beautiful. Like, it's really beautiful, like, yeah. string music and stuff. And, like, just Martin Sheen looks, like, so defeated and so distraught. And, like, historically, you know, like, Lee, like, put a lot of faith into that working and yeah. people told him not to, but he thought it was going to work. Him and Pickett did, obviously. Right. And, like, just the way Martin Sheen just looks so defeated with that music and people, like, we can... And again, oh, like... I see what you're saying now. Like, General Robert E. Lee was, like, beloved by all those. Like, in real life, too. Like, he was really respected and beloved and all that shit. Right. So, like, just seeing that, like, all of those... In the, it's a movie, too, which 
you know, it's probably dramatized a bit, but like right, they build just seeing all of them like rallying around him, like we can do it again. We can, you know, there's enough of us. Let's run again with the music. And like, you can see in Lee's face, like that he knows they're going to all die if they go back. Jeez. It's a, it, like you almost like, and again, I don't want anyone to take this out of context in 10 years and ruin my career. I do not support the ideologies of the South slash Confederacy in the civil war. You almost shed a tear. Cause it's like such a beautiful scene. There you go. I Did I make it clear that I don't support the South or their ideologies in the Civil War? Because I hope I did. I think you did. But in that movie, oh my God, it just hits. It's a, you're I'll like, have to Damn. watch it. You're I'll like, have to see if it's on Netflix or something and watch it. Because I've heard about it. Is that the one with, um, oh man. I couldn't tell you another actor in it. The guy from Dumb and Dumber? Couldn't Not, tell you. No? Couldn't tell you. He's in some... Fantastic movie. Okay. The Chamberlain, uh, Josh, not Josh, it might be Josh, whatever... The Chamberlain, uh, Colonel Chamberlain, or whatever, him and his brother are in it. Mm. I, th- that they're Civil War people, not actors. Right, right, right. Um, and like, it's crazy. It's a phenomenal movie. They're at like little round top, and he gets shot, and it like, he's not bleeding, and he's like, "What the hell?" And he pulls out his sword, and it's like bent. It, the bullet oh, hits his sword. <laughs> it's and I think that actually happened. Like that's not for the movie. Like that actually happened. Oh, like in real life, that yeah. Jeez, and it, it's like. Oh my, and it's like makes you really appreciate like Gettysburg, like the movie, when you learn of all the crazy parts. I don't know a ton about it, so I'll, I'll have to check it it's, out. It's nuts. It's nuts. And um, only thing I don't like being a native of Erie, uh, Strong Vincent is only mentioned. He died at Gettysburg at Devil's Den. They only mention him. They don't show really? him. Oh, they don't show shame. him. It's upsetting. I didn't, to be honest with you, I didn't know that was Strong Vincent's, like that's where he came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so I'm from what from this at least I'm getting best Steven Spielberg movie is Gettysburg. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I think Jaws is really cool. Obviously for us, um, it's different because we look at it like that's really corny. But if yeah. you talk to anyone that was like young when that came out, you're like that was the scariest shit I've ever seen in my entire it's, life. Yeah, it's listed as a horror movie. And I mean, I think the story's pretty good. Oh, I think yeah, I think. And like everybody says this about Jaws, but one of the best things about it is like you don't even see the shark completely until a decent way into the movie. And the part of the reason for that was because I know they had a shark and it eventually like sunk to the bottom of wherever they were filming. So uh-huh. like, there was a good chunk of time where they just didn't have a shark to use, but it played to their advantage because you don't see the threat until later on in the movie you just kind of hear about him yeah you see you know a body that he just like tears you know some person just terrorized in the water he like pulls the deck (laughs) off of like the you know the (laughs) the dock not the deck you see all these things like when you finally see him it's like holy shit like like you're saying the build-up's incredible like you just like see people getting pulled under and right getting eaten and shit Mm. i think for horror in general that does so much more for making your movie better and we could get into that but i i don't know if i like jaws or jurassic park better i jurassic park is a movie like i had seen when i was younger i've only I, seen it when i was younger I, I can't remember much about it oh you should go rewatch. i rewatched it in high school for a class and then ever since then i've like loved it 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 was weird like i didn't remember half the stuff that happened in it and then it is oh it's such a great movie the effects because like the tyrannosaurus in one of the in a couple of the scenes like it's a real animatronic and it looks so much better than cgi i'm also like 
Like, I think Jaws looks good yeah. because it's an actual shark in the water. Same with movies like The Thing. Um, I think The Fly had a lot of practical effects. It just, it looks real. Yeah. And a lot of the time, they won't, at least I know with The Thing, they didn't show the actors any of the props. So, like, in scenes, like, you're standing there and, like, something jumps out at you. Like, it's a real thing coming at It's not, like, a green screen and you have to, like, act scared. Like, it's actually a prop and you're seeing yeah. it for the first time and it's, like, horrifying to look at. On a so. side note, I was just laughing because I have uh, contacts at the Walmart by school, by RMU. Yeah. So, like, in the Walmart two hours from here, I ordered contacts in oh, no. November. Oh, no. And they call me, like, once a month to tell me that they're there and I should come pick them up. And I'm trying to wait until we go back to school now. So, literally, it's going to be, like, nine months they're going to be holding these contacts. Jeez. And one day I'm just going to roll and be like, hey, uh. You guys said something about contacts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been here for a year. <laughs> so that always makes me laugh. Jaws makes me laugh, too. I think it's funny. Really? And scary. Like, at the same time. Yeah. It's like, it's really... Too, like, like in my perspective, like we were talking about, it's it, the shark looks kind of goofy to us because of, like, you know, the things... Sure. We've had, like, more realistic things. So, like, here, seeing them on the boat, and they see the shark, like, oh, my God! And you're just like, that's funny. They're that scared of that. Yeah, that's true. But... I mean, the acting in Jaws, compared to Jurassic Park, the acting, I mean, it's like three dudes in like the last half of the movie. It's just three guys on a boat looking for a shark. Like, it's just, that's really good acting. There's only a couple yeah. guys there you have to worry about. They're in a confined space. It's just dialogue. I think like, the dialogue's pretty good, too. Yeah. Like, the. I feel like I need to go out there and get rid of that shark. It, it's powerful. The, um, I think it's Quint is his name. The old dude. Yeah. Like they take his boat out. Yeah. And he tells them about when he, because they're talking about like they're comparing scars and he has like this huge one somewhere and he's talking about how this, this boat he was on went down when he was like a officer or whatever. And they're like, I forget how many, it's like a hundred men went in the water and then within hours there were only a couple. And it's just I, like the way he describes this story of a shark picking them off out of the water one by one and like the music behind it. Oh, then it's, it's so good. Well, there's that. Don't they capture another big shark too? And it's not the one. Yep. And like they just they all are really super like defeated. Yeah. And bummed. I'm like that scene's pretty good in my opinion as well. They really make you feel like, damn, like there's a bigger problem here. <laughs> well, yeah, because the shark this they get not is gonna big. End in Thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it's cool because like you don't see sharks that big often. So yeah. at least back then, you know what I mean. Now. You have movies like The Meg coming out where it's I just saw, I saw CGI. a tweet the other day. It might have been yesterday. Um, and it was like, shark-infested waters in parentheses. And it's like, don't you mean their habitat? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> so uh, mean to the sharks. That was so funny. But I think uh, Saving Private Ryan and uh, Jaws are my favorite Spielberg flicks. Yeah, I'd say and those two. I need it makes me want to rewatch them again. I've never seen Schindler's List. I'm a, I feel like I've seen a part of Schindler's List, but not the whole thing. I've but I've definitely need it. to check those out. A hundred percent. Yeah. We'll have to maybe like we do with the album sometime, we'll have to pick a movie, watch it, yeah, come back and talk about it. Because there's some great movies out there that I still haven't seen. Right. That are like right. sacrilege not to have seen. So uh instant opinion already. Oh, I think we're going to spend a lot of time on sports yeah, this week. Yeah, it's a longer... It's it a longer. bounces what topic we talk about for the longest period of time, but I think definitely this week it's going to be sports. Kyle, shoot yep. me your instant opinion. All right. So, uh, Spielberg movie, Catch Me If You Can. I don't know if you've ever seen it. 
you don't need to know anything about it for this question. Uh, it stars Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. And I just wanted to ask, who's the better actor? Because you got like America's sweetheart, oh. Tom Hanks. But now, Leonardo, I mean, I don't know many people who don't like Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio's like, he's my favorite actor. So I have to say DiCaprio. Oh. I always I, pick your favorites, not knowing they're your favorite. Well, Tom Hanks, I love too. Yeah, he's great. But he just has like the America's dad kind of vibe to he's him. He's getting there. And yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. But DiCaprio... Wolf of Wall Street's my favorite movie, so I love oh, him okay. in that movie. It's I think a good movie. not just because there's naked people and you know cool shit going on. I just think he does the character really well, especially yeah. when you like listen to the actual Jordan Belfort, like I've his heard, interviews. I've heard stuff like what happens in that movie is like way yeah. watered down. Believe which is it insane. or not, he was on a he's on Logan Paul's podcast, and I listened to it because I wanted I like Jordan Belfort. I'm really interested in like hearing about his life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he talks about like how it was worse. So that's, it's nuts to think that that's even like but, possible. <laughs> I mean, DiCaprio is like the perfect guy for that role because DiCaprio's good looking. Mm-hmm. He kind of has that act. Well, I don't know if he like talked in a more native accent for where they were supposed to be from. Yeah, or not, I don't but know if he changed for that. He one or not. he was perfect, and the yeah. fun coupon scene where he's throwing mm-hmm. the money at the FBI agent, the guy that plays the coach in Friday Night Lights. So yeah. that kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> that guy, like, Coach Taylor. <laughs> uh, but that movie's great. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I really, I liked it. Uh, definitely not like the best movie. Really good. Yeah. Um, and well, just, he was in Django too, which Django, is really good. Yeah, he's phenomenal in that. Uh, still haven't seen The uh, the Revenant, the one he actually won a Grammy, or not a Grammy, an Oscar for. It's good. It's, it's one of those things where like, you watch it and you're like, okay, I can see why he won the Oscar. Like, he... he physically he puts so much into that whereas yeah. like the wolf of wall street like wow he you know the way he does you know he interacts with the characters is cool he's kind of alone for a while in the revenant because he's like he's a victim of a bear attack yeah and his group leaves him behind and so he's trying to get back and survive is he in goodwill hunting or him and matt damon in goodwill hunting uh, or is it just matt damon matt damon and ben affleck okay and then robin I williams i don't know what movie serious movie i'm thinking of that he was in in like the late nineties, early two thousands, that I really liked. I can't think of it. I'll have to think about it. Titanic? No, <laughs> no, I refuse to see that. Really? You've never seen it? No. Why not? No interest. A boat sank. Cool. I'll give you. I've seen him sink on Deadliest Catch, and no one went out and made a marathon movie for that. Sure, I'll give you that. The first two hours of just build up and like love story gets a little old, but the scene where the boat actually starts to break and go down. That's pretty, it's powerful. It's good cinema. Was it What's the, crazy is like when you go back and like look at like the outtakes or like the, the pictures of those scenes, I think the scene where him and Rose are on the boat at the end, they filmed in like a kiddie pool <laughs> and it's like, oh, he's supposed to be, you know, sinking in the ocean yeah. and then you zoom out and he's in a little kiddie pool. Well, I don't know what California movie I'm thinking of, but I at least saw The Departed, which I liked. Departed. Departed's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah. That Departed's one. What, him and Matt Damon are in The Departed, not Goodwill Hunting. We're going to have to talk about Scorsese like we did with Spielberg because he has so, so many movies. I'll have more time to become acquainted with uh, the material as well that if we do. Oh, more. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll but prepare more. For my instant opinion question, we talked about best war movies, so yes. I will not ask you that one. So now I have to come up with one off the top of my head. Oh. Um, so I suppose, me being the nice guy that I am, I'll ask you a fluff question and maybe we'll get some more out of it. Um, right. What is your favorite Western? 
favorite western. So a fun fact, I have not seen very many westerns. I still that surprises seen, me. It, it surprises me too because I need to like the good, the bad, and the ugly. That whole trilogy, never seen it. Once upon a time in the West, never seen it. Um, I think the good, the bad, and the ugly is still on Netflix. Is it? I'll have to watch I hope. It. What I don't know is because I need to go to my grandpa's and be like all those westerns I bought you, and we watched them, and I didn't understand what they were about. Can I borrow all of them? Can we, yeah, and watch them. Because I gave, I definitely, I think I bought him the trilogy of Outlaw Josie Wales. See, I didn't even know that was a trilogy. Uh, or, I just I don't know, know it's Clint Eastwood, right? Fistful of Dollars, The Good, The Bad, The Ugly, and I can't think of the other one. The Man uh, With No Name or something? For a few dollars more. Yeah, something like that. There, there's that trilogy. I bought him that one, and I didn't really understand it. But What I don't know is if Good, Bad, and The Ugly is the first of the trilogy or the end. And I, I don't want the end. Okay, then I gotta watch the other two first. Um, maybe if you count like The Hateful Eight... Or Django as being westerns. There's I love a, the Hateful Eight. I do too. I watched that on a rainy afternoon. That's a good one. Um, there's a movie out there, and it may be—I don't know if it's a Tarantino movie, but it, it's like a western, but it's not. It doesn't take place in the Wild West, if that makes sense. And I, I wish I knew it. I just heard about it before, and it's a movie I've seen. I'm pretty sure it's just like the story of it, the build up. So I don't know if I. But either way, I can't. I can't think. Yeah. Of it. But the idea of like a western, I do like, and I'm like, I. It's not that I don't like them, and I just won't watch them. I do want to watch them, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, no Country for Old Men. I don't know if that's a western. Maybe we should do that one for like a movie <laughs> to talk about. Yeah. The guy who plays like the villain in it, I think he won the Oscar Best Supporting yeah. Actor. Oh. We should watch like a well-known movie and then come talk about our thoughts on it. That would be a good episode one. five stuff. Yeah, we're making plans for all of you. There's no, uh, there's no score in that movie. Oh it, really? No. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a, not like a revolutionary idea, but like a thing they worked with is the Coen Brothers who did like, The Big Lebowski and yeah. Fargo. Yeah. And it's a way more serious movie. I think it won Best Picture. There's no score. That's, it's so tense. That, that's crazy. Oh my gosh, I think you'd really like it. We'll have to look into that. What one. else is crazy? Is that sports are coming back? Finally, some people aren't going to play. Some people are going to play. Yeah. So we're now going to talk about uh, would we play during the pandemic, assuming we were more athletic than we actually are, right? And like six feet two, and uh, you I know, wish. capable of doing those things at that level. So baseball's had a few people say they're not playing. Ryan Zimmerman, Ian Desmond. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't hear about Zimmerman. DeAndre Jordan and some others aren't playing. Uh, Spencer. Dinwoody has COVID. I don't think he's playing because of that. Okay. So I don't think they're playing. Uh, NFL, no one's really said they're not going to play yet. To I think my they'll knowledge, be all right. Again, we're going to, uh, we're recording this like five days before we actually post it. So right, yeah, it's a little early. There might be some stuff changed by then. Uh, but, so there's definitely risks. Sounds like the NBA's bubble town is going to be a thing. Okay. Um, and that's going to be a really tight run ship. But oddly enough, Adam Silver's like, I'm not staying. Like, he's going to come down and, like, be there for a little bit, but he's not, not going to stay, stay there, which, like, that must make the players feel really damn safe. Yeah, that's a weird look uh, to have not be there. MLB people still think they might not end up playing. Oh, man. Just, I, I think that's, like, a thought. I don't know how true it is. Right. But, so, let's talk about it. Uh, Kyle, we'll start with baseball. Oh, we're going to go sport by sport. Uh, actually, no, I don't like that. Just, I guess, what what parameters would you want to see if you were an athlete right now? So, I would, 
I would want it to be, and like this is going to be the obvious, but like obviously as safe as possible. Like it, it would depend sport by sport, but you want to like showers and stuff beforehand. If you're in the dugout, you're on the bench. I mean, how easy would it be if you're playing in a closed stadium or a closed uh, basketball court? Sit one seat, two seat away from a guy. I think MLB's doing that. Yeah, keep hand sanitizer close. Masks. I don't think you could wear masks playing most sports. I mean, I guess football, you're already wearing like a big mask. Maybe baseball. But it's one of those things like you wouldn't want... I wouldn't want to hear about it in the sense of like, man, I, you know, I was wearing this mask. I couldn't perform as well. You know what I mean? Like I push carts and I have to wear a mask outside in 80 degree heat and I hate it. I can't imagine running up and down a court, running around the bases. You know, it it would be an obstacle. So I don't think masks are probably a thing that'll work, that'll happen. But I think if you, if you hash out parameters, you could make it work. Yeah. The way I looked at it, cause I was trying to think like, like we said, if I would play and I, I went back and forth on both sides. I think I personally would. And I think it matters who you play for. So like if you're playing for the money, you're probably going to want to play. Yeah. Because you're going to want money. Assuming if you don't well, play, you get thing. no money. Everyone's like, they're making millions. They don't need it. But some guys are, you know, on smaller deals. Yeah. They need to work hard and might be a contract year. They might need to have a good year to get another chance to even stay in the league. Yeah. So there's that aspect, but like you said, I think a lot of it depends what your situation is. Like if I have a family, right, then maybe do I really want to come home after, especially if you're playing something like basketball where it's contact. Like, do I want to come home and you're potentially cl- infect my wife and kids? Right. Uh, now you could do testing, and I'm sure yeah. that that's another parameter. Testing maybe. After I think they're each testing game? NBA players like two times Before a day, more than that. You the might, weird I mean, thing, the weird well. thing is like the UFC's been doing stuff, and that's like yeah. the most combat you're gonna have. You're rolling around on there's dudes, blood involved, <laughs> and there's blood and fluids. And yeah, they've had like fighters test positive beforehand, right? But to my knowledge, and I might be wrong, no one's like got had their fight and then been like, oh shoot, I got COVID. Oh, okay, from my opponent, that's which good. is interesting. Yeah, and obviously, like you hope that for all of these, it works out without a hitch yeah perfectly um i don't i don't i keep like i said i keep going back to like what you're what you're playing for if it's where the one i struggle with so i said if you're playing for money you're gonna want to play if you're a rookie who needs the money or who needs to you know you're in your prime maybe right you're gonna want to play a veteran you could probably sit out it's a tough spot for somebody like lebron who's a veteran, well, they're, but also they're, the best they're, player. They're going to be contending too, so oh, well, they're, they're definitely. And see, I think what it puts him in, and what I another one I thought of, if you're playing to be the best, like Michael Jordan, somebody who's not playing for the money, who's playing because he wants to be the best and he wants to win. Yeah, I think that kind of person. That's at least where I would be. I think if I, I like to think, if I went into professional sports, I'd be playing to win and to be the best. Right, and that's why I probably would play, but. If you're a veteran, you're a guy who doesn't need the money or even just doesn't need to risk it. You have a family, you're getting older. That'd be all right taking a season off if you yeah. can come back next season. I think, well, the thing is, no one's in better shape than like a professional athlete. That's They're true. all in fantastic shape. And we're not going to start talking COVID on here, but you know, sometimes people don't even need to be hospitalized. They just have to stay in isolation and sure. take care of themselves, which... 
you'd make the assumption pretty much every professional athlete's going to fall under the it's not serious enough that they need to go to the hospital some yeah. people don't even like have they have a one or two symptoms and they have it in them but it just doesn't you know right. it's nothing serious so i mean like and if you're a type of professional athlete they're gonna be they're gonna be probably the highest likelihood of beating it i think it's the that's, that's possible yeah the thing with the bubble thing for the nba is cool because you know i think they can have some family they might have i i can't remember off the top of my head if they can have visitors or anybody stay i don't think so but i might be wrong so they're all in one like they're in say, like they're in like disney and they're somewhere. staying there. and they're the staying whole... in like different hotels oh, and i didn't hear the specs i just knew yeah. it was a short season they're and staying in hotels they're playing at these gyms there's designated times for them to eat okay there's like stuff for them to do so it's like an nba city essentially okay. and you don't have to worry about going home then right away and infecting people because you're right. going to be playing basketball for however long they're going to be down there. So they'll probably have visits or something allowed. Right, right. But, I mean... That's not bad. If if I wasn't going home to my family every day, I'd play, I think. And that might... And, like, we've been doing stuff as we touched on. We've been with the same people, so, like, we're comfortable. Right. I still sanitize like a crazy person when I'm with my friends. Yeah, I But, like, do we do stuff, like, you know, so... I don't know. I was kind of just giving my thoughts on. No, you're good. I was giving my uh, thoughts on why I'm doing shit. But yeah. I mean, if I'm a professional athlete, like you have to keep in mind it's serious. But you also have to keep in mind. Now I might be wrong in saying this, but sports because they probably definitely want to generate the money, so that's right. why they want to play. But no sports league is going to set up a system that is shady because they don't want to get sued. Right. So you best believe that NBA bubble's going to be a well-run ship. Oh, yeah. And they're doing everything they can. Football, I wouldn't know about. Hockey. Yeah, football. The Hub City thing, that's cool. Yeah. But I would like to be isolated somewhere with the people I'm playing. Yeah. Getting tested all the time and then going, okay, no one's been out of here. You know, the only right. other people we're interacting with are maybe like team personnel that are also getting tested. And then I would I wouldn't even be surprised they like had team chefs brought with them and they're the ones cooking. Yeah. And then they're just staying there, not like having random people come in. And the only risk is maybe like deliveries and stuff being made if you interact with those people. Oh, like bring yeah. But if I were to feel the safest, it would definitely be like the hub city for the NBA. I know it's me and the players and the essential team people hanging out there. Nobody's gone off the, I don't know if you want to call it a campus or not. Right, off but the no, radar. No one's left the area. That's how I would feel safe. But I, 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 I could be wrong in that assumption that that would be the safest thing. But I think I would be all right with that too. I'm interested, knowing that now, I'm interested to see how the games shake out. Like these guys aren't going home to their families. They're wake up practice game eat back yeah. to bed you're with your team the whole time i would imagine you probably don't interact a whole lot at least that's what it, like lebron rooming next to james harden or something like that wouldn't really make sense you'd want to keep the lakers together you wouldn't want yeah any any sort of influence on how your team's going to play like that but i think you might get to see some really good performances if not that these guys aren't dedicated and practicing a lot, but you figure this whole time in quarantine, I know some of the guys have just been grinding the whole time. Then you send them off and it's just only yeah. basketball to worry about. Right. I think you might see some really cool, really cool personal performances. Maybe. I do as well. I think, and some guys not playing, so free agents and stuff are signing with them. It's going to be interesting to yeah. see. 
how well Smith. they play. Yeah, J.R. Smith. So is Avery Bradley not playing, or did yeah, they trade he's, him? He's not playing. Oh, okay. I don't think they got. I don't think you can get rid of someone for not wanting to play during a. Ca- I see. Uh, I didn't know if he got pandemic. traded, and I was no, like, no, I just don't think he's shown up. Okay, but that's under. And I, th- I wouldn't be mad at anybody for not playing. No, that's where I no, would. No, especially if there's like some people have said about their family and stuff. Mostly the baseball players, but. Well, and that should be your number one priority. Yeah. If you have a family, that's got to be above basketball. And you're going home to them. Right. If I'm not going home, if I'm in the hub, uh, you know, I'm not going to be like, oh, God, no way. I would probably play. Yeah. I'd play. And the majority of guys in the league, notable, you know, players, they're going to come back next year. Yeah. You know what? Maybe, is Vince Carter still playing? He might be the No, only, he just retired. He retired? He's done. He's done. He I'm just trying retired. to think of someone who's going to retire, who's getting really old, but him and Dirk are both gone. Those are the two older guys <laughs> I knew of. LeBron will be here next year. It is, he is in a tough position. I think he kind of has to play. Yeah. Even if he didn't want the to, thing but that I'm sure I he does want to. makes me biased too is like, I'm so competitive. If I was a pro athlete, I'd just be like, hell yeah, I'm playing again. Yeah. Let me get me out there. I'm the same way. I think that would be my downfall. Yeah, right. It might get you into trouble a little bit. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you have to get the swab showed off your nose. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to play right now. Get me out there. And they'd be like, no, you got to do this first. I'd be like, the fuck I do. <laughs> that might be my first fuck on this show. Hey, there's a first for everything. There's a first. You never forget your first. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I would, I not to beat the dead horse, but I think that would be Ideal. definitely isolated with the people. Yeah, and definitely the I don't care how many times they would test me. Yeah, as long test as they're not the taking clock. my blood every time, just shoving a swab up my nose or something. Right now, if there were a limited number of tests and a chunk of them are going to athletes playing instead of people who need them, then maybe I'd be like, all right. Yeah. But assuming at this point well, we have unlimited tests, if that's, you know, if that's a I saw something. I don't know if it was true or not. Like, they're giving NBA players, like, a ring to wear. Okay. And it's, like, taking their health, like, their... I don't even know uh, what it was. Like, their vitals or like something? Like, their, their temp and all this other shit. And it's okay. like, how can we afford to give these to NBA players, but, you know, not. we can't afford essential medical supplies for... Right. Which makes it shady, but... Yeah. Well, it's tough because like, you don't need sports. I think that's yeah. where a lot of the I think that's where opposing a lot of, argument is. Yeah, the is. bad blood comes in. Right. You don't need sports, but I think as a source of like entertainment and I think the normalcy, American public could people use want some, them back, obviously. Yeah, it could use some entertainment. It is funny how once this... Like, once sports went away, how often you watch... Like, it, well, it was March Madness when all this started. Yeah. Me and you were looking forward to watching the... um. The tournament, the right. conference tournaments, because yeah, I was yeah. coming down to visit you guys, and then none of them were on that weekend. I was like, huh, what are you going to watch, you know? I forgot that happened. Yeah, it was, Ohio State was playing that night, yeah, Michigan, Michigan yeah. State, because Connor's Michigan State, right? Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P., man. Oh, oh, and Jack's Michigan, yeah. That's why. R.I.P. <laughs> Maybe next year. Yeah, hopefully. It's an opinion time. All right. Me Fire you. Me, I... I forget who went first on you the last one. You went first. Did so I? It, then so you it's, go. So it's me. All right, all right. Uh, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. If you could be a professional athlete, what sport would you want to play? Man, that's such a good... I couldn't come up with a very good one for this one. I struggle with it. And hearing that, that's a great question. Oh, boy. Do I get to pick my position, assuming? Yeah. Oh, man. It would be a toss-up probably between, like, a star pitcher... Or a star QB. Wow. He I'd, wants all the glory. Yeah. I Ooh. You know, because in basketball, assuming we're playing in real life here, like you're not going to touch Jordan or LeBron yeah. or whatever. I'd want to be a QB. I think that it's 
it's really rewarding when you have all that pressure on and you deliver. Like, we've all been there where you're playing, like, backyard basketball, backyard football. It's crunch time. You make a bad throw. You make a bad shot. But that one time when you do make it, oh, my gosh, it feels so good. So, assuming I could be, like, the star QB, I'm the guy, good facilitator, you know what I mean, a good leader. I think that would be a fun one. I think so as well. I just love football. Football's so fun to play. Yeah, I'd like to be a QB, but we know I couldn't be. (laughs) Loser of the strand. I was going to say... I didn't want to bring up how like I've been in that moment in the strain of and I made the big throw or whatever, but All right. we'll get the rematch. We'll get Lay it on me. All right. Um, so we talked about MLB, NBA are officially coming back, at least as of now. We have reason to believe they'll be back. <laughs> Assuming the NFL goes off without a hitch, who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? The I'm, Super Bowl? Yeah, I know this one's more oh. of like a straight question and answer i couldn't think of a good like theoretical one buccaneers like patriots no i'm kidding oh, I, I think <laughs> that would be insane it's so tough yeah i want to say the chiefs again but the ravens had a really good draft so i'm gonna go with the ravens okay i'm gonna go with the ravens and uh i want to say the saints get to one again i was just year. gonna say i want the Saints. i hope this i think i want breeze to have another chance because i like the way he plays Oh, and he could retire on a Yeah, on a he could win. retire on the ring, so we'll go with Drew Brees, I guess. All right. Drew Brees and the Saints. I was thinking about asking you uh, college, who wins college, but that one's so touchy. Yeah, that's going uh, on that's going to have a lot of ifs this year. Yeah. So, for our music segment, we listened to the album 10 by Pearl Jam. Some real bangers on that uh, album. For sure. Like Black and Jeremy. Uh <laughs> So, Kyle, why don't we uh, start? What's, uh, what are some of your favorite songs on there? So, uh, the, I mean, the staples, Alive, Even Flow, Black, and Jeremy, obviously the two you just mentioned. And I looked on Spotify how they do like the top five most played songs. Uh-huh. Those four that I just mentioned are four of their top five. I think the fifth one was Last Kiss, maybe, which oh, is a really good song. Where, oh, where? Yeah, great. I would probably put um, my favorite, I think, is... Uh, Better Man, maybe? Better Man's really good. Yeah. And Elderly Woman Behind the Counter, uh, yeah. or whatever the hell it's called, that's a good song. Yeah, I forget about that one, but too. But I really liked the big ones. Uh, I think Once is a really good song to start off the record. Yeah, I was going to mention that, that one. that really hits. Yep. That's a good song. Um, what's the other one I liked? Uh, Oceans wasn't too bad. Oceans and... Like the 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 album's all like one word, like yeah, every yeah. song, and then there's like why go and even flow, and every other song is one word. Yeah. So there's like oceans, porch, garden, deep, release, deep. It's like they're thinking and looking out of their porch, and yeah, just coming right. up with t- like song cool. titles. But it's awesome. It's a great album. Probably their best album. Yeah, I would say the one thing that stinks and like they couldn't have known which songs would have been the best but like it starts off so good and then the last like four or five are like ones you've never heard of it would be yeah. nice if you could pepper them in a little bit more but again like they wouldn't have known even flow is going to be one of the best to put it last to keep right. people listening um yeah the one the things i wrote down were the you know the four out of the five were most listened to um a lot of the songs on there that I never heard of, especially that one song you mentioned, they were good. It was one of those things like if I had this on CD or on vinyl, I'd listen to all of it. I wouldn't, you know, skip to the ones I know and be like, eh, everything else is bad. Like, they're all good. They're all coherent. Um, obviously, huge in the grunge movement. 
uh, I'm sure we'll touch on. Like probably the biggest grunge band, them or Nirvana, is probably top two. Um, but yeah, a good a good statement album, if you could say it like that. Did definitely let them know, like, hey, we're on the scene. Yeah, and then we're they the stayed scene, there boys. until I think they're still making music, so they're still around. Yeah, they just had an album come out. Yeah, they're really good at appealing to their fan base like oh, mainstream okay. wise they're not super big anymore i haven't but heard they any still of like stuff. sell out arenas and stuff because they just know how to like appease their fan base okay there it is on cd right next to daughtry you got Pearl it. jam 10 oh there it is that's a good one to have the only thing i really didn't care for um, so I got to the end of the album and it's that, I think release is the name of it. Yeah. It's the like nine minute, nine minutes. And I was like, all right. And it started off kind of slow with like, a, you know, a good refrain. I was like, oh, is this going to be like, not like stairway, but like their version of like a long kind of sad song that builds uh-huh. up. And then it did that thing where like it cuts out for a few seconds and then it's just like weird music and notes yeah. till the end for the last four minutes. I was like, oh, I was looking for like, well, you know, something uh, to get me going. Nirvana kind of did that with Endless Nameless on Nevermind. Oh, okay. Um, I've uh, never heard of that one. Is it a similar ending? It, I think it's just them jamming and oh, Kurt okay. Cobain's like, Wah! a couple times. and That's classic Kurt. I just blew up the mic, sorry. Um, <laughs> they but weren't yeah. expecting that. Yeah. It's good. It's a good album. I think the guitars sound similar at po- uh, points, but yeah. I think it's fun. It's a fun listen. It is. The songs are catchy. It's very a good grungy st- feel. You yeah. got to remember, grunge is like not supposed to be like this polished, really right rock sound. Like it's supposed to be like unconventional kind of in yep. your face stuff. And yeah, I, I think, think it's pretty did. good. I think it's pretty good. They hit the nail on the head going for that. They did. They did. Uh, unplugged version of this. Uh, the big songs off of this are beautiful. Really? They I've did an MTV them. Unplugged, and okay. they, which is obviously like acoustic. Yeah, yeah. And the version of Black is, oh my God. Awesome. It's a heaven scent. Oh, you know what? I think, I, I think I've heard Black Unplugged. None of the other ones. Jeremy Black. is uh, Jeremy's a good song, too. It obviously, is. now we're going to talk about the big songs. Yep. Uh, Jeremy think... just, oh my God. Like the stories, it's a true story, too. Yeah. Like, kid shoots himself in front of his class and dies. They got some crap for making that Yeah, song. the mother, I think, was really upset. What she was trying... I think the song is trying to bring attention to, like... Yeah. You know, this kid somehow managed to get a gun, and, like, this is, like, an effect of bullying. It was in no way trying to, like... Popularize it. Right, right. Yeah, because I know Eddie Vedder had said, like, he wished he never had to make that song. Yeah. That was his stance on it. You know, whose side you take, that's wherever you stand on the issue as a whole. But good song, and I don't think it... The way the song sounds fits with telling the story. It's not like there's a catchy, poppy refrain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like a happy song. Like, I think I think they did it well as best they could have, if that's what if that's what you're going to make a song about. Yeah, and like, to talk about the, cor- the refrain, like, Jeremy spoke in class today is the core, and that's so, like... That's, that's what he says? Yeah, class? I didn't get the last part of it. Jeremy spoke in class. Yeah. Okay. So His like, voice is a little. Gruff. It's like, and then you sit and think about it. You're like, and they're referring to, and like, and maybe it's not as deep as it may, but like, they're like saying he spoke in class by like murdering himself in front of class. Right. Like, like that right. was his way of speaking. Yeah. Like, you no, all bullied me and song. picked on me, and now I'm going to speak up by ending my life in front of all of you, and it's your fault because you pushed me to do this kind of thing. Yeah, it's a... 
the more you like listen to it too, the darker it is. I remember, I think it was like VH1 top 100 songs of the nineties or something like that. And this was on there. Cause that's where I first heard it when I was younger. I used to watch all their like hundred lists. And, um, I just remember being catchy. I don't like this song as much now just cause I used to listen to it a ton when I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't really know a ton about what it was about. I just thought it was catchy. Now I think my favorite is probably Alive. I think that one. Alive's good. My friends did a cover of Alive. Oh yeah. One time, yeah. Good, bad. Uh, it was about me beating cancer. Oh, they nice. changed it. Oh okay, okay. No, uh, it was pretty good. It's on YouTube still. Uh, oh shit! I'll but, have to check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good time. They blew out the mics and everything. <laughs> so because of that, I hear that version now when I hear Alive, and it really messes with my head. Oh. But Alive's such a good song, man. Yeah. We sound like we're like two stoned out dudes just yeah, chatting dude. in the basement. Which well, part of that's true? Not the stoned out. It's just the basement. Just, Eddie Vedder's voice is so powerful too. Yeah, I'm one like, of the people when who he's likes saying, it. "I'm still alive." Like you're yeah. feeling like, "Hell yeah, I am." You know, I'm gonna run through a brick wall now, Eddie. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Edward. Edward. <laughs> Thank you, Edward. Yeah, there's people who don't like his voice, but I don't have a problem with it. Sometimes the growls, you know, get a little old, but I don't think it's I, bad. I would try to sing that way if I could. So did the guy from Creed. Yeah, the deeper, the deeper, rougher vocals. I don't think it always has to be polished like... No. Say like Iron Maiden, whose guy uh, is... He was an opera singer before he did heavy <laughs> metal. Like, I don't think you have to go that crazy with it. You can just, you know sing the way you want and it fits the style that's probably the best way to say it is that the grunge style and his vocal style mesh very well but i i would say it's probably their best album without knowing too too much about all their other music after this just the four out of the five most played songs and i know that's not necessarily just because everyone likes it doesn't mean it's their best but i do think of those four on this album, they would probably be in my top five. Maybe I might take out, might take out Black and put in Last Kiss or Better yeah. Man. Yeah. But they're still good, and I would say probably their best. I'd agree. I think Better Man's my favorite song by them. Yeah, me too. I think that and the liver. The build two. up, it's really soft. Wait, it and yeah. then it gets into the drum clacks, and you're in, and mm-hmm. you're going. You nod your head. You're like, let's go. Yeah. That um, last kiss is phenomenal. Yeah. Have you heard the original? No. The only reason I have is because I listened to the old. I didn't know it was a cover until literally like three months ago. Yeah. I was on, uh, playing it in the car, and my dad was like, "Who's singing this? This isn't who sings this." I'm like, "The, the hell you mean?" I think it was a one-hit wonder by the other guy. I could be wrong. It's not bad. But I do think their style fits the tone of the song better than like the guy in the '60s who was just yeah. singing a song. You know, yeah. I think I actually did listen to it. Now that I think of it, it's but not I made bad. It like 30 seconds in because it wasn't Eddie Vedder. Yeah, he, his like I said, I his just style. picture when I listen to that song, I just picture Eddie Vedder walking around his house and his even like it, she dies in a car yeah, crash. Yeah, 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 but yeah. like I picture him getting home, being like, "Where, oh, where?" Oh. <laughs> he's like singing like that to himself instead of like he's not breaking the character. He's not breaking character like the Macho Man earlier. He's just walking around his house. Where, oh, where? <laughs> he's just so confused. That's how I picture it. That's how I enjoy my music. I picture what they're, to, that makes it a lot happier. So <laughs> I picture them gleefully running around. It's uh, good stuff. But yeah, what would you uh, what would you give the album? Um, you know, it's funny. I thought about this because if we're going to keep doing albums and stuff, I'll put them against each other. So we did Led Zeppelin 2 and Led Zeppelin 4. And I would rank both of those at 10. 
And now that's just me being a Led Zeppelin guy. But also when you think about it, Led Zeppelin 2 doesn't have a bad song on it. Led Zeppelin 4, what is it? The Battle of Evermore? There's like that one song on there that's like, ugh, not that great, kind of a little annoying, but still not bad. Right. So the way I look at those, it's like, well, if every single song or all but one song is great, the album's great. Like, there's no, right. you don't have to think about it too much. With this one, it was what about half, a little bit more were good. Yeah. I'd probably give this one a seven or an eight. I was thinking an eight. Eight? Why don't yeah. you you put us down for an eight then, and we'll just keep a we'll keep a going ranking. I gotta bring a notepad. I'm glad you have one. I always think about it, and then I put my notes on my phone, and here we are. I'm supposed to be the guy who's not big into technology or whatever. Yeah, I'm the one with the notepad. <laughs> You're taking the high road. I am. I am. <laughs> So, instant opinion question. Yeah. Better frontman, Eddie Vedder or Kurt Cobain? Ooh. You know, it's tough because I haven't seen a lot of their live stuff to see, like, how they, you know, like, the presence type thing. Yeah. So, if I'm going to go off of vocals and, like, musical talent, ooh, that is so tough. I might go Eddie Vedder. I think his voice he hits the high notes a little bit, probably a little bit better. It's tough because, like... That wasn't Kurt Cobain's thing. Like, if you compare who sings a better high note, that's Kurt not... Kurt was better at making you feel whatever he was trying to feel, I think. But I think Eddie Vedder might have a better voice. Yeah, I, I, I think could... Kurt... I think they're both incredibly talented. Yeah. I would probably say Cobain, just because, like, Nirvana, like, got me, like, really into rock. Yeah. And... It's a tough I don't comparison. Know. I don't think... I think definitely people think he's better than he was because of what you know his passing right but he was a rock star to every extent yeah like he 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 knew how to put on a show he was really talented yeah so i like i like kirk cobain a little more but eddie vetter i love he's like a dad of rock and roll like dave grohl to me yeah now that he's he's gonna getting older and he's still around man that's a tough question i probably have to listen to listen to him back to back it's like when we argue uh Freddie Mercury or Robert Plant. Yeah. It's obviously Robert Plant, but you know, oh, okay. there's some people who disagree. Okay, chief. All right. Instant opinion. So I was trying to compare Pearl Jam and I've already asked you Pearl Jam or Nirvana. I think it was uh, episode two, maybe. And you said Nirvana, which is understandable. It might be the way I would lean. And so I Googled Pearl Jam is Pearl Jam better than, and I left it open. And all of it was Nirvana, because that's the uh-huh. you know, the grunge comparison. But I saw something, and I should pull it up to show you just for fun. But it was like, better than the Beatles as a band or something like that? It was something about uh-huh. the Beatles, and I was outraged. But so, I thought of a good question that we're going to have to tackle on the next episode. Where does Pearl Jam fall on the greatest American band oh, list? We got to oh. cover that soon, because we always argue which american band is top so where do they fall top five top 10 i'd say both nirvana and pearl jam are probably top 10 top 15 at the worst okay i could live with that even if you don't like nirvana like that was a movement that they made there Mm -hmm. like they made one of those popular songs of all time and they followed it up with you know come as you are heart-shaped box that's true they weren't a one-trick pony as they they say they had a lot of real good songs uh, some that weren't even like super famous. Then they did that unplugged concert, and that was fantastic. Yeah, uh, that one I do know of. So unplugged. I mean, I'd say they're both top fifteen for me. I could live with that. I would have to sit down and make sure I'm not snubbing or forgetting anybody in that. But I would confidently say top fifteen. I <laughs> won't say top ten because I can't be that confident. But I'd say top fifteen is a very, a very confident response. 
I could, yeah, that's probably where I would put them. I would put all the old greats ahead of uh, Pearl Jam. Yeah. And Nirvana too, but like CCR, Leonard Skinner, The Doors, Aerosmith, all those guys. The Eagles. The pioneers. You know, and we've talked about this before outside of the basement, <laughs> where the Eagles fit on that list. I'm not huge on the Eagles. I know. And is... I'm not either, but they had a lot of hits. Yeah. And a lot of songs that are good. I just, like Hotel California, I've heard it a hundred times, so I don't love it, but it is a good song yeah. still. What maybe next episode we'll have to do American rock bands because right. there were a couple I forgot of. I looked last night kind of to see with this list where they would fall on there, and um, I forget some of them now. But either way, like there's a lot more than you think, even though a lot of the more popular ones were from Britain because yeah. of the you know, British invasion. But no, I think I think top fifteen's fair. Yeah. We'll have to hash out a top five because I will. think that could get we dicey. Will. Maybe next week. Ooh. And maybe next week you'll hear more about what happened when Team Nick battled Team Kyle oh, in no. the blacktop of NBA. We got game two here for you. If you recall game one, I went up one nothing in the series. That's a good teaser. Make them a, wait till the end of the episode. A 21-16 victory for Team Nick's all-time starting five. And uh, unfortunately for Kyle... No, we didn't bounce back. In game two, it was 21-19 to with Team Nick no. walking away out by two incredible game better than game one uh we were up 19 to 14 and it was tied up at 19 then what we made a five run on backyard basketball alan iverson went two for 12 for two points jordan went one for four for one point and you're looking at that you're like how did my team win lebron went seven of 14 for nine garnett went oh for four (laughs) wow Shaq went 9 for 17 with 9 points and 21 rebounds. Jesus. Magic for you went 6 for 16 for 6 points. Michael Jordan went 7 for 11 for 7 points. LeBron went 3 for 12 for 3 points. Tim Duncan went 3 for 5 for 3 points. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did not score but had 10 rebounds. Oh my goodness. A single double? A single (laughs) double. Come on. Oh. So Kareem, in a in an incredible possession, LeBron went up for a layup. Kareem blocked it. Shaq caught it, and as Kareem was coming down, blocked Shaq. So oh he blocked gosh. them twice in the same possession. Uh, LeBron stole the ball from Jordan for you to tie it at nineteen. Wow, then that's a statement. My team scored, went back down. Your team did, and Iverson stripped the ball, had a wide-open layup, but instead decided to oop it to LeBron, who dunked over Magic Johnson oh for the win. Oh, my gosh. That's disrespectful. An emphatic way to go up 2-0 in the series for Team Nick, my starting five, against your starting five. I mean, it's tough to say because we've only done two games, but I wonder if the faultiness of my team was taking Magic over, say, Stockton. Right, because it seems weird. like he's leading the team in attempts yeah. every time, but he's not making them all per se. He's only making about half that's, or less. That's like I was saying last episode. It's weird because it's very individual. There's not a yeah. lot of dis- passing the ball around, no matter what goes on. And that's what I wondered. Like, if I had to pick Stockton, would he have just shot the ball? Because if that's the yeah. case, I'll take Magic shooting or Curry. I could have so taken. down to nothing. Do you put in your sixth man, Dennis Rodman? Rodman. Yet? Oh man, for the struggling Timmy Duncan. You know what? We're down 2-0. We got to get dangerous. All right. Who more dangerous can you get on there? Yeah, put in put in Rodman. So, games th- game p- 3, we will uh 
we'll let you know what happens. Do I get to pick Rodman? Because if so, I'll take when he won defensive rookie of the year, defensive player of the year with the Pistons. I'll, I'll see what ones there are. I'll shoot right. you a text. Pistons, Rodman's the when guy. We inevitably I want. text after this episode. I will. Uh, I'll let you know what I discover. I wonder if Duncan and Kareem are too many big big men. You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe I should have taken someone more it's, like Rodman. Uh, it's interesting to watch. We didn't put them on YouTube because of just my internet. So that's tough. But it's it's something. It's been a series. It's been close. At least we're coming back. 21-19, I can live with that. It's been close, but you can't fall down 3-0. Can't wow. fall down 3-0. Whoever wins this, we should put him up against uh, Nick Hardner's team. Because he picked oh, like, yeah. the best of both of ours and yeah. made a team. Maybe do that and see. We will see, and we hope we see you later next time on Have an Opinion. Kyle, do you have anything to say? Um, I burped before we depart today. Yeah, the usual. Thanks to everybody for listening, and man, we would love to keep hearing from you. The whole point of this is to start discussions, and with only two of our viewpoints, to get even more would just be great. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the uh, third man will come on soon. Hopefully he has some free time. I hope. I hope, too. Anyway, this has been Have an Opinion, the fourth episode. Join us for our episode number five spectacular. Whoa. uh, Where we will find a way to blow your minds on our fifth episode. The average podcast is over after seven episodes. We have officially passed the halfway point with episode four. Let's go. Stay with us and see if we can keep it going. <laughs> this has been Have an Opinion. I'm Nick. That's Kyle. We hope you enjoy. Have a great Monday. See you later.